Hey, this is TC, the owner of the Savage Patch Kids, and you're tuned in to the Flogcast Network. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the Flogcast Network. Jay Ruff in the house today. We are back. It's been a while since we, we got things going here. Uh, we, we, we talked about last year's bracket, or the, the championship, with the loser's bracket and winning's bracket. But now, it, and we took some time off, but now it is time to talk about this upcoming year. This Today, I have uh, Mr. Jacob McKinley joining me today. How's it going, Skin? Oh, it's going going pretty well, Mr. Ruff. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. You know, it, it normally, you know, based off last year, we would be a couple episodes in as of right now, but uh, we just had human number three, so... With that, my you know my wife has been here, you know with you know with the home you know bonding with the kid for six to eight weeks, whatever. Uh, so if you know I me, mean, we don't have the largest house, so I you know me taking care of baby with my wife here. So I just thought it, it didn't it wasn't a good idea. <laughs> so you know we, we just I just waited a little bit longer, and now she is back to work, and now we are back to work with the fantasy football podcast yep yep can congrats by the way on on human number three thank you uh, thank you that's it guys just building your building your empire up over there we are we are children so you know in time skin it will be you know a fantasy football factory if you will right Uh, they will be you know my assistants (laughs) um you know that's the plan anyway so we never know but that that is that is the last one it's over uh we are (laughs) we are done making humans and now, hopefully, it, you know, it'd be more time for some for some activities like this. All right. And Absolutely. Today, nothing huge today. We are talking about our league, our fantasy football league, uh, the Flogcast, uh, the Flog League. And right now, we're just going over keepers. What we think each owner will keep, what players that they will keep. Now, it's interesting, Skin, because we only have eight teams in this league. And, you know, normally we keep four keepers. Uh, so that's what makes it interesting because, you know, we have lots of great players on each team. Well, some of us. Um, and, <laughs> and it's interesting to see what these guys will keep and who is available, um, you know, possibly in the draft or, you know, who's available to trade or trade market and stuff like that. Now, of course, this is just me and you, Skin. Uh, thinking out loud, doing our predictions here. Uh, this is, of course, not marking, you know, set in stone. But these guys are probably, you know, going to be listening to us and laughing and giggling because we're not even close. Um, <laughs> but we will see. Now, we are going to start with the champion, Skinley. Uh, and, of course, that is Mr. Keegan Scott, the Magic Skull Bus, uh, the 2020 Flog Champion. Um so I'm sure, Skin, you've, you've taken a look at his team. He had a pretty impressive year um, uh, last year to get his second ring tied with you. Um, but who do you think, just looking at his roster, I'm going to start with you, who do you think is his four keepers? Yeah, and obviously we're still early on in the process. And um, like we saw a few weeks ago, there could still be some, some big trades involving keepers go down, um, mm-hmm. which happened between – you and I mm. uh, to tease that one a little bit, but right. Keegan's roster seems, um, I don't want to say obvious, but his keeper situation seems pretty obvious to me. Um, mm. There is maybe one little question mark of that fourth keeper on who he may, may throw in there. But um, for me, it seems pretty self-explanatory. Dalvin cook has been, I mean, by far one of the best running backs in fantasy football and in real life football, you know, for mm-hmm. a long time. And in most redrafts, he would probably go one, two, or three. And so Dalvin Cook is an obvious number one keeper right there. Uh, right. The second keeper, very obvious again, Devontae Adams, obviously the number one. You know, things may get a little dicier if Aaron Rodgers ends up leaving Green Bay, but either way, you're keeping Devontae Adams without a doubt. Right. There's two right off the bat. Um, the third one, again, you know, as the Packers fan that he is, Aaron Jones as well. You know, mm-hmm. he's going to be getting a lot of carries still. You know, I know there are a lot of A.J. Dillon truthers out there, but 
Aaron Jones has, has proven it year after year. Um, and so I would say Aaron Jones would be his third keeper. His fourth keeper is where it gets a little bit more interesting to me. In my opinion, I, I think Chris Godwin is, is pretty obvious there. Um, but he does have scary Terry McLaurin there on the bench, which I think could be debatable for some. Chris Godwin. So my four is Dalvin Cook, Devontae Adams, Aaron Jones, Chris, Chris Godwin for Mr. Keegan Scott. Okay, see, first first owner, first team, and this is where we're parting ways, Ken. This is where we disagree. Mm. Um, I agree with the, the first three. You knocked it on the head, of course. It was very obvious. But I do not see him keeping Chris Godwin over McLaurin. I don't see it. I, I with, with Chris Godwin, uh, he, of course, you know, last year was kind of funky. Um, he was he, he didn't really live up to the hype that people were thinking. But if you think about it, with Tampa Bay, very, very crowded. It's a very, very crowded overall team, I think, when it comes to receivers. Um, and I don't think that he – on Keegan's team should be a keeper. Uh, with McLaurin, he's a very he's a very young guy. Uh, I think maybe what twenty five now or something. And of course, yeah, you know, with the with the white with the quarterback, he's got the the great beard and Ryan Fitzpatrick. But he had over a thousand yards last year, only four four touchdowns. I see him uh, doing better uh, than Chris Godwin this year, and I think Keegan will keep keep him over Chris Godwin. Yeah, and I could definitely see that, especially when you factor in the age and the amount of mouths to feed in Tampa Bay, you know, between Godwin, Mike Evans, and Antonio Brown with another year under his belt there. Um, mm-hmm. I, I definitely I definitely could see that, and, and that's where I say that. That one is a little bit more of a toss-up for me. Um, I just think Tom Brady's one of those guys, and, and they like to throw the ball. I mean, it does seem like they've been transitioned to the run game a little bit more, but... Um, for me, it's just hard to trust Washington's offense, but you know, it's one of those that you know Terry Terry McLaurin definitely age and and kind of how he projects out as that true mm. number one massive target share type of wide receiver. So I can definitely right, that. right. And you know, some other guys on Keegan's team that he could possibly, you know, another team that could be keepers, but. Of course, Julio Jones was, you know, a guy that you traded to him. And now you're a big fan of Skin because he got traded or he's on the Titans now. So you know, I'm sure that you're a big fan of him now. Yeah. So. And, and Julio, <laughs> yeah, Julio is one of those guys. I mean, I, I just don't think this year, I mean, he may be drafted in top four rounds of redraft leagues, but it's going to be close. Uh, mm-hmm. I, in our league, I don't see him as a viable keeper option. Um, I agree. I kind of have to see how he fits in with that offense. You know, they're still going to run through Derrick Henry. They still have A.J. Brown, who I believe should really be the true number one wide receiver there. Mm-hmm. And Julio should take over the number two role. But either way, it's going to be a nice one-two punch with those guys. Um, but they just don't throw the ball as much as some other modern NFL offenses. So Julio is not uh, in the keeper realm in my eyes. But yeah. he, will be, he will be off the board pretty early in our draft. I agree. I agree with you, with everything you said there. Um, I mean, I, I think it's really obvious. It's going to be interesting to see what Keegan does, if it's going to be Chris Godwin, like you said, or if it's going to be Mr. Scary Terry there, McLaurin, out of uh, the, the football team. I think I don't think they've made up a name yet. I don't know if they're nope. going to or not. We'll see. They're keeping that for this they're, year. They're keeping it. Oh, boy. Uh, so, I, so we will see. Um, you know that's that's a good that's a good tweet right there. Um, who would you rather have, McLaurin or Chris Godwin? Uh, I think it's you know pretty pretty close there. But I I say he goes the McLaurin road. Um, we'll see what the defending yep. champion does for this upcoming season. And heck, you know who knows? Knowing Keegan, especially off last year, what with Keegan? I mean, heck, he he won one year. Then the next year he took a break. He didn't care as much. So then this year, he, he definitely cared. So let's see if he cares enough this year. Um, I can see Keegan making a move, you know, especially with his stepbrother, um, who doesn't really have the best options as of right now, keeper-wise. Maybe get rid of a Godwin or McLaurin to, to Terry's team. We will see. Yeah, all we will see. I definitely think that's always always on the board. And 
again, seems like we have this conversation every year. Every year. Marcus every year. To, to do what he can. <laughs> um, it's just, uh, yeah, he his his squad is definitely um, hurting a little bit in the keeper realm, and then maybe oh, go out and, and find some find some other pieces there. Hopefully, he can buy buy for cheap so that people want to you know trade away some pieces that they're not going to keep and mm-hmm. before they get uh entered back into the draft there so it could be a win-win for both sides but let's let's see where Marcus flips the flips the switch and see which players he targets this year and heck like you said it's it's an every year kind of thing it feels like and we'll go over Marcus's team later uh in this episode but um it's really no point going over Marcus's team um he's gonna, <laughs> I mean really he's gonna have a completely new team right before the draft so uh moving on to the next team the guy who finished uh second last year the great TC the savage pass kids had a pretty good year um but falling short to the champion Keegan Scott um pretty it's probably similar kind of similar to what Keegan had top you know his his three keepers are probably you know, set in stone with Kamara, McCaffrey, and even Michael Thomas. I know Michael Thomas had a funky year also, but, of course, he's still one of the best. When healthy, one of the best wide receivers in the game. So I still see TC keeping him. You agree with those top three? I do agree with those top three, but I I don't know. I may put someone else on his roster above Michael Thomas. I mean, oh. I don't know. It, it, it really depends. I mean, I, it just depends. Like their quarterback situation is just so dicey in New Orleans. That so you don't you don't see you don't see TC keeping Michael Thomas. No, I definitely do. Okay. I, I definitely do see him keeping Michael Thomas. I, I don't think that's any question okay i just okay. see maybe one player on his roster that i assume is who you would assume is going to be his fourth keeper you know valued maybe a little bit more than michael thomas i don't know it's going to be pretty close but um, My, okay let's just finish let's just find out now i have antonio gibson absolutely okay yeah. Yeah. okay which makes sense definitely makes sense i mean heck like i said michael thomas didn't even score a touchdown last year yeah. I mean, it's it, it's insane that that just came out of my mouth. But again, when when it comes to injuries and you know, just uh, just it's a wacky year for Michael Thomas. But I, you know, like I said, when healthy, one of the best wide receivers still, and it does you know throw a wrench in to his game, like you said, when it, when it comes to the quarterback situation. Interesting to see what happens. But I still think he's you know probably in the mid you know running uh, wide receiver one still with Michael Thomas. Yeah, I, I agree, and I, I think his four pretty set. I know, you know, Keenan Allen's up there. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, he, he, David Montgomery obviously might have a little bit better year, but I, I think, you know, you can't even really make an argument for anyone else on his roster. I think his four are pretty obvious, and um, I don't think he'll have any debates, and I think he'll be pretty comfortable going in, going into next season with, that, with those four right there. So you don't even think it's close after Gibson? You don't think uh, David Montgomery or Keenan Allen, who had a good year, you don't think it's even close? No, I, I think Gibson's upside and just his potential, you know, um, just outweighs what whatever either of those guys can give you um, with Keenan Allen and and uh, David Montgomery. I, I just think Antonio Gibson's like bound for a breakout year, and oh yeah, starting to heat up as the the season went on and it kind of seems like they're ready to give, give him the workload. So um, I definitely say Gibson uh, by far is, is, uh, is the be- best option on that roster remaining. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. TC might've found again, might've found a, a dime in the free eight. I think it was free. No, did he draft him? I can't remember. Just, just top of my head. He might've drafted him. Yeah. I can't, I can't really remember either, but. Well, he's, you know, he's yeah. always, pickups there you know to yeah to set himself up pretty well for next season yeah tc's a he's a a dime finder mm-hmm. that should be a that should be a, a better name than the savage pants kids but you know he, he makes it he makes it look well so okay so safe to say those are four for tc camara mccaffrey michael thomas tonio gets a good solid four there let's move on to quinton blount the owner of the uh, Blount Force, uh, with you know, heck, it's it's interesting. Uh, Q was, was supposed to be on with us today, skin, but you know, he is you know 
has to work, loser. But mm-hmm. I, I would really want to pick his ear and you know, fi- you know, figure out who is who he. Th- who his keepers will be now, you know, looking at a paper, you'd be like, okay, yeah, it's those four, but looking at the other guys on his list, is going to be interesting. Maybe because he's just a huge Eagles fan. Now, I think you might know where I'm going with this, uh, yep. Q, uh skin. So it's, it's Derrick Henry, of course, hands down. It's definitely going to be Stephon Dix. What a great year that guy had. I had a last year. I still remember this. I had him players to avoid. And he ended up being one of the best wide receivers of last year. So I definitely think he's a keeper. Um, and then, of course, Metcalf. Uh, those those three hands down. Do you agree? I would fully 100% agree with that. Okay. And with the next one, it's interesting. Uh, he does have Miles Sanders. Um, and he does have, you know, just some other guys, Mike Evans, C.D. Lamb, and Cam Akers. Now, Skin, what does he do here? Does he Does he continue – to, to ride Miles Sanders and be a huge fan of the Eagles, blah, 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 yuck, yuck, yuck. Or does he actually be smart and think more of the future here and go with these other guys? Yeah, and I actually had this conversation with him uh, really probably just a few days ago, actually, mm. um, just trying to pick his brain and see where, where his thought process was going. Um, but, but I think in our league, he has by far the toughest keeper decisions mm-hmm. because whoever he lets go are going to be first round picks in our league. Sure. Um, maybe, maybe two of those guys that he lets go are first round picks. And so um, obviously with, with the three, Derrick Henry, Steph Diggs, DK Metcalf, you know, I, I, I think it's a pretty even battle between Cam Akers, Miles Sanders, and Mike Evans. Mm. Uh, I do think C.D. Lamb is right there, but I think he's a little – he's a tier below those guys. Um, I agree. I agree. Because of the weapons that Dallas has, and they have three wide receivers that they're going to have to feed. Um, but, you know, it's, it's going to be interesting to see if he lets his Philly fandom cloud his judgment at all or, you know, how much he values Miles Sanders – um, even with the new coaching staff coming in, you know, Mike Evans is in a similar situation with a lot of mouths to feed too. You know, Mike Evans though has, has kind of put it up year after year, mm-hmm. even, even though he started off last year slowly and it kind of seemed like he had a down year, but the dude, all he does is catch touchdowns and, you know, he went over a thousand yards, had 13 touchdowns and Tom Brady's going to be looking his way every time they get in the red zone. So another guy who I know Blount would be, um, hard to let go and cam Akers is one of those guys that's um you know pretty high in the Dan- dynasty value chart you know it's coming mm-hmm. into his second year got real hot at the end of the year last year um it's just you know i, I don't see um the other backs in in the rams backfield you know really competing for that starting job against cam Akers. um you know so i think he really does have a true true hold on that number one spot and um it's going to be interesting to see how blount plays that personally uh personally i'm still even undecided but <laughs> you know uh, i don't know uh, this it's, is the one where i, it's I don't very... want to choose honestly this is a mm. this is a really tough one and, and honestly if you're him you got to try to make a trade to a team that needs a keeper type guy and get some value out of the guys you're going to let go and I do believe there will be a trade in the future for Q to somebody because, I mean, it, it, this, is, this is a very tough decision. But I do believe I, – I think Q will stick – you know, we've talked about it multiple, multiple times in previous episodes that he's just a really loyal guy. And, you know, when it comes to loyalty, I, I do believe he's going to cut the string with Mike Evans. Between, between uh, Cam Akers – uh, as Sanders and Mike Evans, I think Mike Evans is last between those three. Um, you know, believe it or not. And Q has had Mike Evans since we've started this league. So 2016 or 15? 2015. Yep. Uh, so he's had Mike Evans since then. Uh, and and it, it, I'm sure it's going to be hard for Q to let go of him. Um, but I think it's going to happen. And, and to, you know, especially with a, with a young running back, 
Um, him already having Diggs and Metcalf, I think he's going to let Mike Evans go. Uh, but then I think he's going to keep, you know, he's going to keep Miles Sanders. I think that's what he's going to do. Um, and he's going to sell K-Makers. So, I mean, I, 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 knowing Q, I think that's that's the direction he's going to go. Is, I, it, I, is it the right one? Probably not. <laughs> but I, I think that's what he's going to do. I, I think I would agree with that assessment. Um, you know, I, I think it, it's going to hurt him to, to let go go of Mike Evans. But, um, you know, he's been high on Miles Sanders for a while now. And um, I'm just I'm just a little I'm a little hesitant that they let Miles Sanders be a three down workhorse type of back. Um, yeah. I do yeah. think, though, with with having having Derek and two other wide receivers that it makes sense to keep another running back to set yourself up well at both positions there. Um, but we also do have three wide receiver slots. We do. Which makes our league a little bit more interesting. And he's always been under the um, the narrative of keeping basically three wide receiver ones in his wide receiver spots, which has made his team extremely dangerous the last few years. Um, just couldn't seem to get it over the top last year. And uh, it, that one's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. It is. It is. And again, I, I, I do believe – you know, before the draft, we're going to find out for sure what he does because there will be a move in the future uh, for the for the franchise, the the Blount Force. So, um, yeah, that one that one is definitely fun to think about and talk about. Let's move on to the next one. Uh, Scott Benzing, the owner of uh, something with the Chiefs. Hail to the Chiefs! Hail Sorry. to the Chiefs! Hail to the Chiefs! Goodness, um, and of course, uh, you got. You know, Mahomes, Hill, Kelsey, uh, the top three Chiefs players. Now, before we go on to the fourth ones, uh, Skin, I got to ask you, um, is – now, I might, it might sound silly and stupid when I say this, all right, but I'm going to say it anyways because that's what I do. Um, is is Mahomes – is he a – is he – like, heck, is he a keeper? Is he really a keeper? Yeah, Um I mean, if you think about it, what he wasn't even the first, the number one quarterback, was he? I don't believe he was. That's good. I think I think he was. Yeah, oh, he was, was he? The number one quarterback. Yes. Okay. Um, I, in our league, I believe Patrick Mahomes is a keeper. No, it definitely makes reasons. Yeah, it definitely makes sense with with Scotty him having Hill and, and Kelsey. But yeah. if, if he did not have those guys, is he a keeper? I still think Patrick Mahomes is probably the only quarterback who is a keeper in our league because we run the two quarterback rosters. Right. And we also have increased uh, by a point um, passing touchdowns, correct? Correct. So for those reasons only, I do believe Patrick Mahomes is a keeper. I believe he is a fourth round keeper though. I think he is your fourth keeper no matter what. Um, in, in, Benzing obviously has guys who I would take over Mahomes, but Mahomes is probably right there as the fourth guy. Calvin Ridley and Tyreek Hill are automatics. You're keeping going into next year no matter what. No matter what, yeah. Travis Kelsey is probably the other one. From there, looking down through his roster, he really doesn't have a single player that I believe would be more valuable than having Patrick Mahomes. Mm -hmm. So for those reasons, because of his roster, see, if Patrick Mahomes was on Blount's roster, I may have a harder time keeping Patrick Mahomes. But because of the chief stack and him only having Calvin Ridley as the only other person, then I I believe Patrick Mahomes has to be a keeper for, for Mr. Benzing. So hang on to that question, okay? So the, the fourth one, or, you know, heck, the third one, um, would be, you, you mentioned him, Calvin Ridley. Um, great, outstanding year. I think you would, you would think that you think Scott's going to keep Calvin Ridley, correct? Yeah. I, well, I would, I would, Calvin Ridley's, in my opinion, should be his first keeper. Mm. I think Calvin Ridley is going to be better than Tyreek Hill next year. Oh, yeah. Jacob, <laughs> I think Calvin Ridley should be his first keeper, and then he should go from there. You know, but I will, Hill, I will probably put money that Tyreek Hill has a better year than Calvin Ridley. 
I, I think it's I think it's going to be close. It's close, yeah. I mean that that's good. I mean it's good, but I think Hill just overall more talented, really. Yep, Def, definitely one, faster. The thing for <laughs> me is that Calvin has again no one taking anything else from him. He's clearly the number one. He did mm-hmm. have some off-season surgery this off-season, but it sounds like he's going to be ready for training camp. But mm-hmm. once Julio is gone, the numbers that he put up, even when Julio was out last year, were still phenomenal. And so Calvin Ridley has proven it, that he can be a wide receiver one with Russell Gage next to him and still putting up numbers, catching touchdowns all day long. Yeah, so I think Calvin Ridley and Tyreek are right there automatically. His first two where he doesn't even have to think about it, he's keeping those two. You know, Travis Kelsey is getting a little bit older, but he's still proving it. The dude doesn't age, and obviously he has a good rapport with Pat Mahomes and is going to be a touchdown machine. And, you know, surprisingly stays healthy for that physical tight end position, unlike the guy I've kept for a while, which is George Kittle, you know, who I would rank ahead of him, I guess, in a dynasty-type ranking. But mm-hmm. he just plays so violently, and he cannot stay healthy that Travis Kelsey has just proven it over and over. So, you know, Tyreek, Calvin, Travis, I think those three are no-brainers. And you just got to go with Pat Mahomes. That stack is very, very dangerous, and I don't see Kansas City slowing down at all. They beefed up their offensive line this offseason, and I think they're only only going to keep chugging. So, Okay, so let me ask you this. Does DeAndre, DeAndre Swift fall in that category at all? Uh, maybe versus a Patrick Mahomes. Now, don't get me wrong. Patrick Mahomes, the best quarterback as of right now in this league. But would you keep Swift over Patrick Mahomes? I wouldn't, but would you? No. Okay. Absolutely yeah, not. I agree. And I, I like DeAndre Swift. I think he's a very talented player. One, I don't trust the Detroit Lions whatsoever. Mm-hmm. You don't want a running back on a bad team. You don't know how many points they're going to put up. And I think they downgraded on quarterback. I don't think Jared Goff is half the player that uh, Matt Stafford is. And then to add on top of that, Detroit signed a couple other running backs this offseason too. So I'm right. not convinced that they're going to hand hand the reins to DeAndre Swift. Um, I think it may be more of a committee type back. I think the last report I heard said that they were going to try to ride the hot hand throughout each game, which mm. in fantasy – that's not something you want to hear, no. uh, especially as a keeper-type running back. So I think DeAndre Swift will be back into the draft and, you know, maybe pushing that borderline. I'm going to say he goes round two or three, um, but that's just my own opinion. No, yeah. Heck, man, I agree with you. I don't think the Lions are going to be that yummy. Um, I think <laughs> – I don't think they're going to be that good, but we will see. And with, with Swift there, I think he will definitely be better last year. But like you said – you know, with the other guys, you know, compared with Patrick Mahomes and, and Ridley and, you know, of course, Hill and Kelsey, is, those are those are his four. And uh, he doesn't want to change his name to anything else besides the Chiefs, I'm guessing. Which, you know, heck, but with Scotty, he's had multiple names before, so I'm sure he wouldn't mind. I'm sure he wouldn't mind changing yeah. his name, but yeah, you know, I wouldn't. I, if, if I were him, I'd keep rolling with the Chiefs until they prove that they can't do it anymore and. I think they'll do it until uh, Patrick Mahomes retires. So, um, yeah, that's, I agree with you. We'll see. Um, all right, Jacob, halftime. All right, we are we have we finished the, the winners bracket of last year when it comes to their keepers. We will focus on the losers bracket, which of course that includes you and I, uh, the most important you know two teams as of right now in the league. Uh, we will go over uh, the the remaining four teams and their keepers. Right after this message, you good? Absolutely. All righty, be right back. Riverside Rentals takes the term Come Connect very seriously. It is their goal to provide perfect atmosphere and experience so that a family can enjoy each other's company on the water. A group of friends can share a ton of laughs over a few beverages. A couple can spend some quiet us time together. Or the outdoorsy type can connect with self and mother nature. They provide canoeing, kayaking, rafting, and lazy river tubing near Chicago and Indianapolis. 
Riverside Rentals is located right on the beautiful Tippecanoe River in Winnemac, Indiana. Uh, the location means an easy trip drive from Chicago, Indianapolis, Fort Wayne, South Bend, Lafayette, and nearby metro areas. It is a life experience you want, and they will provide the means. Connect with whatever and whomever you need at Riverside Rentals in Winnemac, Indiana. All righty, welcome back. Uh, the Keeper Review episode, going to talk about the next uh, four teams remaining in our league. And, of course, that, that goes to you, Skin. We're going to talk about your team. Um, and, heck, crap, I forgot your name already. Uh, Prince of Elayer. Change that. <laughs> yeah, the Prince of Elayer. The Fresh um, Prince of Elayer. Oh, sorry. Fresh. Fresh. <laughs> you got you to gotta add that. Yeah, you're right. You got to mm-hmm. add that in there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, of course, you know, heck, I'm sure – just digging right into skin. I'm, I'm sure you're not planning on changing that name this year. So Elaire's going to be one of your keepers, maybe. Uh, we'll, 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 I'll, I'll, I'll talk about your keepers. Now, of course, you don't have to agree or disagree. Uh, you know, you can throw your opinion there if you like. But as of right now, you got Jonathan Taylor, hands down, going to be your keeper. Uh, you're not letting go of A.J. Brown. He made a trade. To myself, of course, to inherit Justin Jefferson, a very great young wide receiver in Minnesota there. So those are your top three. Now, in, in the previous episode, I think in the winner's bracket, or I'm sorry, the loser's bracket, uh, I had TC on here, Skin. I'm not sure if you heard that episode or not, but TC uh, really believed that you should be keeping George Kittle over Edwards. Now, I personally disagreed with him. I think that he was silly, stupid, not smart for saying that. I think uh, Elaire is is still on one of the best offensive teams in the league, and he, he's approaching his second year. And you took him number one in the draft last year. I don't believe that you were going after just one year pulling a Keegan Scott and getting rid <laughs> of uh, Elaire like he did with Jonathan Taylor to you. I don't think that you're that stupid uh, like King Scott was, but heck, he won. So who am I calling stupid? I don't know. <laughs> but with that being said, I believe that you would keep Edwards hands down over George Kittle. Yeah, it's it's hands down for me. Definitely. Okay. okay. Um, I hope uh, – can, can you do a shout-out to TC then? Yeah, no, no free shout outs, but okay, okay. Gee, come on now. TC's been a Clyde <laughs> CEH hater since day one. Very true. The dude has just been hating on him as much as possible. Mm. And there's there's no reason for it. I mean, yeah, of course, Clyde didn't have what fantasy owners would have expected or wanted him to have last year. But right. I, I'm, I'm in here for the long haul. I didn't draft him for him to win me my league last year. I drafted him. For a dynasty purpose, he's going to be my keeper for the long term. Mm-hmm. He's on the best offense in the NFL. But, you know, there was a wrench thrown in the plans last year. Mm-hmm. They did sign Le'Veon Bell. They used a little bit more of a committee than I would have liked. Sure. Starting off, you know, uh, obviously Clyde got a bunch of touches, but he didn't convert on the goal line through those first four weeks or so. Mm-hmm. Once he was not converting – they kind of decided to sign a veteran that could kind of help him along. But they invested heavily in their offensive line this year. They did. They invested heavily. And mm-hmm. it's just going to make things easier for Clyde. Do I expect the offense to run through Clyde? Absolutely not. I expect mm-hmm. them to be the home show and him throw the ball all over the field. But you know what? Clyde's going to get the ball plenty of times, and they're going to trust him in the the red zone and at the goal line this year. And I think, you know, I think the sky's the limit for this kid. Uh, Mm. I think they get involved in the passing game a little bit more. You know, it's not the easiest thing being a rookie, you know, coming into the NFL, not knowing how to pass protect very well and, you know, doing all this stuff on that type of offense. So I think this year is the breakout year for Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Obviously, I'm I'm a little biased, and I believed him – in in him from the start but you know you don't invest that draft capital and draft a running back in the first round Andy Reid 
you know, the running back whisperer. You, you just don't do that <laughs> and then just give up on him in a year. You know, that's just that's just stupid. So Silliness. That's yeah. just stupid. Just don't be stupid. Don't you know? be silly. <laughs> that's TC. Like, so you... I, like George Kittle is 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 a man. Like I I have no no issue with George Kittle. I I just I am very concerned about him staying healthy. The I don't know what their quarterback situation is going to look like. It's probably going to be Jimmy G for half the season, Trey Lance for half the season. You know, George is probably going to get his, and he probably should be the first tight end taken off the board. And you know, he's probably going to go in round one. In, in our redraft once keepers have are all said and done um you know so if someone wants a, a keeper looking at the tight end position want to just solidify that with the one of the top two guys you can come holler at me george is open for business and you can get him for a for a cheap round pick so if, you're, if you're open to it come come call me but don't, you know don't I'm, do it. I'm, I'm just i'm so excited in terms of my keepers for how young they are you know, I feel like I have a very good young core with a lot of upside. You know, Jonathan Taylor, obviously, I think has pretty much solidified himself. You know, I know the Colts signed Marlon Mack to a one-year deal this offseason for cheap, but I think Jonathan Taylor pretty much um, has shown that, that he's the number one guy and he needs to be the workhorse. I do think Mack will come in there and give him some spells, but he's coming off a torn Achilles, so um, it's hard to say what you're going to get. And they have Naeem Hines out there who's who's going to catch some balls. Um, but Jonathan Taylor's going to get the rock when it's <laughs> five-yard line. He's going to score some touchdowns. Um, so I, I have no issues with Jonathan Taylor running behind that massive offensive line. A.J. Brown, obviously, just unreal, unreal efficient seasons that he's had so far, even on an offense that doesn't throw the ball very much. Um, A.J. Brown, the sky's the limit for this kid. And if you've seen on most most dynasty rankings – He's one of the top, usually top three to top five wide receivers um, in dynasty rankings. Young kid who's super hungry. You know, having Julio means that people aren't going to be able to double team him. Derrick Henry in the backfield means people are going to try to load the box. So, A.J. Brown, as long as they get the ball in his hands, Ryan Tannehill keeps playing well. Um, He's going to keep putting up numbers. And Mm -hmm. Justin Jefferson, you know – I played it cool with that trade, but I was super stoked. I felt like I needed to make a move there. <laughs> I was not not happy with Josh Jacobs. Um, I, I do think Josh Jacobs will be fine, but Justin Jefferson um, was on a whole different level. I saw him break out against Tennessee, which, I mean, they had a bunch of 35-year-old cornerbacks trying to guard him. So, But, you know, it's uh, Justin Jefferson seems to have that it factor, and as long as Kirk can keep getting him the ball, you know, he's got a bright, bright future ahead of him. So mm. with all those guys and then add CEH in there, they're all super young and have a lot of upside. So those four could be my four keepers for the next five years, you know. But, right. Right. you know, the season's going to play out how it's going to, and, and we'll see, you know, how things go. But uh, I'm I'm very excited about my keeper situation and just got a hit in the draft. And, of course – you know, not to mention you having five picks in the first three rounds. Um, that that helps you as well. You know, you that, have two two first round picks and two uh, third round picks. So that will help add that, on to those young studs. That helps a little bit and, and I've had a few misses in, in the recent drafts. Sure in, have in recent sure days. Have. So yeah. Um, you know, not to say the injuries haven't been a factor because they definitely have, but uh, I've had a handful of misses that I need to make up for. And if mm-hmm. I want any chance of getting out of the gutter and out of this loser's bracket, I gotta, I gotta make some good. Picks. I'm not going to lie to you skin last year's draft for yourself. Wasn't the prettiest. Um, so no, hopefully no, it was not. <laughs> hopefully it's a little bit different uh there for yourself a sudden but again, injury was the one that really took me over the top though that yeah. that destroyed me it, it really did and robert woods and james connor picks were just not not where they needed to be i mean they were not good smart. players but i just yeah, i needed more smart. difference makers yeah but heck yeah you know it's a different road here this year and like you said you you've paved it pretty well for the future uh, so we will see if you will choke your chicken for this upcoming season or not. Uh, probably. 
Uh, it's a good chance, but yeah, hey, good chance. Good we, chance. I did but, put my money where my mouth is, and and we got some money on the line whether I make the playoffs or not. So. Exactly, and and we, you know, heck, you know, with all this being said, uh, you know, it, you still have two rings. You still have your name um, on that belt twice. Um, so you know, it, it's definitely you, you didn't you know, just didn't win those from eating a bag of potato chips. Uh, those are well earned. Um, we'll see if you you will pass Keegan um, and, and get your third championship. We will see. I doubt it. Let's move on to uh, uh, the next one uh, is Mr. Marcus Derry. Now, Skinley, we talked about uh, Marcus a little bit here. This is kind of pointless. Uh, me, me and you going over as keepers. Every year it's been pointless, so why not this year? Um <laughs> Just going over his team. I do believe, though, he's got one. Uh, and you, you kind of mentioned it before discussing the tight ends. Uh, Travis Kelsey, uh, of course, hands down the best tight end, I believe. Uh, and he is a keeper. Uh, you said George Kittle, possibly. But I think Darren Waller um, is, is a keeper on any team. Um, I mean, he, he's a, he really shown last year that he was the go-to guy. Uh, and, you know, of course, with the Raiders not having a lot of wide receiver options. Um, but, heck, I, I tell you what, Darren Waller was a monster. He was a beast. He was an animal. And I do believe on Marcus's team, hands down, keeper. Um, and I think that's like the only, as of right now, the only hands down keeper for Marcus. You agree oh, or disagree? Well, oh, I disagree. I mean, I agree with your assessment on Darren Waller. But there is by far another keeper right there, Joe Mixon. Um, oh gosh, no! He's got it. What do you mean, no? He's got it. No, what do you mean, no? What do you mean? What I mean, no? The dude hasn't had a good year since I was nine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, injuries play a factor, but you know, you got to think about that when you have. You think you did the same thing with George Kittle? He's he's got Joe Burrow. Who else has he got? He's got to have Joe Mixon in the keeper. I mean, he's literally only got two players that are keeper worthy. So those two well, are right there. I here's mean, here's the thing, though. Again, again, this is pointless because Marcus will make moves. So will he make a move and edge out Joe Mixon and say, "I'm tired of messing with him" because he's he's messed with him the last two three years now, and I I think it might be time to put him on a little boat and say bye bye. It's over. And and I could I could definitely see if if he's fed up and and wants to do that. But you know I I just think I think Mixon. Is right there, especially with Joe Burrow coming back off injury. You know, uh, I think that's going to open up the offense so much more. But you know, I could definitely see that he doesn't want to doesn't want to deal with him anymore. But it's just one of those where, it, if you're looking at this roster, it's it's a dumpster fire. It's not so good. It's it, not good. And well, I mean, I, okay, you tell me this: if Joe Mixon was not kept, what round would he go in in our redraft? No, so I I totally agree with you. That I mean, Joe Mixon is a good player when he's healthy, though, and he hasn't been. Yeah, and yep. and, and heck, uh, you know, with Cincinnati, they have they are improving their offensive line. Uh, but what what but, but what my thing is, will Marcus make you know? But heck, he's got to do it multiple times to edge out Joe Mixon. Uh, but here's a question for you. Uh, well, first of all, yeah, to answer your question, hands down, he's number one. He's a, he's a first round guy. But but again, you gotta you gotta roll the dice on the risk of him freaking getting hurt, and that's yep. that's what you gotta you got that's what you gotta think about on a being a keeper and and b drafting him. But so here's the thing: thinking about his injuries, he also has Chris Carson on the list on his roster. Do you put Joe Mixon over Chris Carson? Uh, that's a that is a, that is a tough one too. It's tough. I, I think Chris. I, I think Chris, Chris Carson. Carson. Yeah, has been one of the more underrated players, especially in fantasy. Um, but the upside on Joe Mixon is just you know again, that's why he's been a keeper. And yeah, the upside is just so good, but it's just so tough. I think he's overall more talented than Chris Carson, but it's it is he is he a, I don't is he a keeper. I would give the slight edge to Joe Mixon in that aspect. I mean, you're, I mean, you know, the not last year, obviously, he had a terrible year. But the year before that, 
you know, Joe Mixon put up numbers that you would expect out of a out of a keeper type running back. Mm-hmm. You know, he and he hasn't missed many games. I mean, what, 14 games played, 14 games played, 16 games played. Last year obviously missing 10 games. Well, is, out of out of those games though, was he completely healthy? Right, and that's that's kind of the the you know, the position of running back. That's going to be hard to stay healthy. Not every running back is Derrick Henry. Not every running back is a superhuman, you mm-hmm. know, but mm-hmm. Derrick Henry doesn't get receptions out of the backfield. Joe Mixon does. So if you have a chance to draft a workhorse back that's going to get carries and also get receiving yards out of the backfield, I, I think it's a no-brainer that you got to roll the dice on some of those guys. But the running back position, that's why you got to handcuff some guys back there because you know that they're going to get hurt eventually. And it's just, you, you know, you're, they're going to miss a week or two here and there. Um, but it's it's kind of a, a risk willing to take because you really want those those three down workhorse types back backs which just aren't found very much in today's NFL. Mm-hmm. And so I hope you agree with what I was saying. I mean, on Marcus's team, yes, he's a keeper. All right, because his team's garbage. Um, <laughs> but with I don't think you should put Joe Mixon over Darren Waller. I don't think I think Darren Waller's his number one keeper. I really do. Of course. Yeah personal opinion but i think he's he's your most reliable keeper um on on your team on his team yeah i mean it's hard to argue against that i mean he's definitely the most reliable no uh, we we mentioned a little bit chris carson being one of them um and then the next one heck is it's a pick out of a freaking garbage can oh you got kenny galladay i had him maybe his fourth keeper but he's also got uh juju Tyler Lockett, um, heck, you see anybody else? I think Galladay's, if we had to pick, of course, it's a waste of time. He's going to make a move right before, you know, hours before draft. <laughs> but I think uh, Galladay would be my fourth pick. I would probably agree. Um, uh, yeah, I'd probably agree with just with the contract that he got this offseason. Um, I, I think he's kind of the clear cut number one guy there um it's just not sexy it's just yeah not sexy it's not attractive you know i agree with you so um those those are the four then you think waller carson mixon galladay yeah and i mean i, I definitely think it's a debate between lockett and galladay but uh i just think dk metcalf is his arrows pointing up while taller lockett's is you know kind of mm-hmm. staying the same so you uh, think what do you think about juju is he Anywhere close? Or? I personally do not trust Juju Smith-Schuster whatsoever. Mm-hmm. I I didn't the moment Antonio Brown left that team. I just never really thought he was a true number one receiver. Um, and and not to be you know what everyone else says, but he, that kid's just focused on a lot more things than football. It seems like, and <laughs> um, you know, not to be the old man, get off my front get off my lawn but mm. i mean I, I don't necessarily think that um the locker room and professional football players really love the amount of time that he's he does TikTok and all that and just you know even after a terrible game where he doesn't do anything he'll be out in the middle of a field doing TikTok dances and, uh. and i get it if i was him and could make <laughs> a bunch of money outside of that doing stuff like that sure you know go ahead but uh, I, I just, it's just not for me. And, and I just think his priorities are not necessarily 100% football all the time. <laughs> old man skin. <laughs> oh, old man skin. Don't have fun. <laughs> oh, I'm all for having fun, but you know, I just, oh man, I just think need to be a little more some about, about some business and oh, yeah. he hasn't, oh, he hasn't yeah. proven it enough. Um, to to be to be acting like that like he's a superstar he's a superstar because of gaming and Fortnite and tiktok and he hasn't he's not a superstar because of the numbers that he puts up in the nfl gosh darn kids (laughs) (laughs) oh man uh yeah but i agree with it even you know juju i mean i don't think he falls in that keeper category anymore um 
It's yeah, it's definitely ship has sailed when it comes to Juju. Let's move on to the next team. My team, no big deal. Uh, Skinley, just looking. We're gonna start with you discussing my teams, and I will uh, say how bad you are at predicting it. But what do you think my uh, my keepers are? Who my keepers are? Well, I mean, I, I pretty much have to know <laughs> one of them already. <laughs> You're giving uh, up Justin Jefferson to acquire a guy named Josh Jacobs. Sure. You, you got to keep him. I, I got so, to? I mean, uh, <laughs> it'd be stupid if you didn't, I guess. Oh, but... well, everything I do is stupid, Skinch. You know that by now. <laughs> I mean, well, that, that's true. That's why you're in the toilet bowl every year. But... Every year, baby. Going strong. <laughs> but I, I feel like yours are pretty self-explanatory here as well. Um, Nick Chubb is just an absolute beast, you know. Um, if he wasn't sharing the backfield with Kareem Hunt, he'd probably be the first running back taken off of everyone's board in redraft leagues right up there with Christian McCaffrey. Um, I think Nick Chubb is, you know, right up there with Derrick Henry is the best, you know, two of the best running, pure running backs that this league has seen in a while. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think Zeke's due for a bounce back. Obviously, he needs to work on his fumbling issue, but Zeke's not a guy that you're going to give up on at this point in his career. Um, once, especially once they get Dak back and that offense opens up a little bit more with those receivers. Um, I think Zeke will have a bounce back year and just, you know, the target monster. I just don't think you could give, get, give up Deandre Hopkins right now either. I think Kyler Murray is going to rely on him to catch the ball close to 10 times a game. And, um, Hopkins has proven it year after year and, you know, ever since leaving Houston, he still has a little chip on his shoulder getting traded for a second-round pick. So mm. um, I think it's pretty self-explanatory. Nick Chubb, Zeke Elliott, DeAndre Hopkins, and Josh Jacobs. Wrong, though. No, oh, come <laughs> on. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm joking. Yeah, absolutely, hands down and close. Um, you know, of course, I guess the next one is probably uh, DJ Moore. Higgins, I got many guys on my team. Uh, on my roster currently that I like, but they're just not, you know, of course they're not keepers. Um, if I wanted to, you know, just sell everybody on my roster, heck, I would, I would keep my two uh, quarterbacks and Herbert and Josh Allen. Right. Yes, yep. please. Right. Those were beautiful quarterbacks and they helped me in many games last year, um, uh, avoiding the toilet bowl, being, I mean, the, the toilet bowl championship, helping me escape that to be for one. Um, but uh, yeah, those four, um, you know, I, I, those are hands down. Now, let me explain to you, uh, Skinley, and we talked about it a little bit, but let me explain to the other owners why I made the trade I did. Yeah, let's um, hear it. it let's you hear know, it. Heck, it, you know, was it the best decision? Absolutely. Probably not. No. Uh, you got, you received Justin Jefferson, who I was, let me add this. I was the only one who believed in him. Yeah. I was. I caught him. I saw, heck, I was doing my homework. I was doing, you know, I, I was watching film. Loved the guy. In college, loved him. Uh, Scotty stole him in the draft from me. I think Scotty, last year, he went too early. So, I was like, oh, well, he, you know, I, I can't remember exactly what round, but I, th- I, I do remember it was too early, too soon. Um, so, I was like, okay, whatever. Um, and then he dropped him, and I snagged him up. And, uh, I man, I, I loved everything about him. Um, just a great wide receiver, and it came out. It turned out pretty well for me. But here's the thing: I have Chubb and Elliott um, as as my running backs. Now, of course, you know many things can go wrong with these two, like, like any other running back. Many things could go wrong, but Nick Chubb, heck, you never know. Uh, he, you know, he missed some games last year with injury, and then you got you can't forget about Hunt right behind him, and with Elliott not having the best year last year. I mean, heck, you never know. Uh, so what what happens if I myself lose one at least one of those guys? And you gotta look at my my enemy. I have one pick in the first five rounds. Okay, <laughs> I, be, before I grabbed that pick from you, I had three picks in the first ten rounds. Three. So if I that's gross. If if, if one of those running backs go down, I have to rely on the the uh, waiver wire, and that's not pretty. So I had to make a move, and maybe, you know, of course, 
it was between JJ and Hopkins. I probably would get more ammo if it was Hopkins, but I wasn't ready to part ways with Hopkins yet. Uh, so I I get got rid of you know Jefferson for you know a silly draft pick seventh round, um, but I got that. So now my running backs uh, pro, going into the draft, I don't have to worry about running backs really until later in the rounds because I have Chubb, Elliott, and now Jacobs as my my flex. So all I have to worry about really, um, you know, I'm not going through my my strategy here. But I just have to focus on running I mean, wide receivers and filling in some quarterbacks and tight ends. I don't really have to because heck, I wouldn't get a good quarterback, a running back, in 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 the, the deep rounds like I, I would have been. You get what I'm yeah. saying? I hope you understand. Everyone is understanding my my strategy I made. Was uh, it the best decision? No, probably not. Especially to you because the future looks completely bright. Bright as the sun. But I, I, I thought it, it would help me going into the draft um, with, with, with less to focus on draft-wise, um, especially, heck, with me not having a lot of draft picks. No one's going to be tra- giving me draft picks for a bag of potato chips, unfortunately. That's not, that's not going to happen. So that's the reason why I did what I did, Skin. Boom, boom. No, I, I see where you're coming from because, you know, running backs are extremely top-heavy. And once – once you get past a certain point with running backs, then it's kind of just like throwing darts. Mm-hmm. Wide receivers are definitely a much more deep position right. in fantasy. So I see where your thoughts are. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the reason that I felt like it was a bad trade. Well, future. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say the it's future. Bad, but No, it, it was a bad Trade for the future. Totally understand that. But skin, just, when when do I ever think about the future? Right, never. But never. That's why you trade away every pick you have ever. Ever. <laughs> Screw the future. It's about now. But and heck, I'm just you know I I think Josh Jacobs is awesome. I think he's a great great running back. Can do everything. Can catch the ball. I do not trust the Raiders. And, and they mm-hmm. did sign Kenyon Drake, as you know. You know, it wasn't a massive deal, but two years, 11 mil. So, yeah, Kenyon is probably going to play that DeAndre Washington type, maybe third down role, get a few catches. But he, I don't think he's going to eat into Jacob's workload as mm-hmm. much as some people believe. And Gruden did come out and say that Josh Jacobs is an MVP type back, you know. Um, but he was arrested this offseason with a, a DUI charge. I think charges right. were dropped, but... It's one of those things where you just kind of question um, his decision-making at a young age, you know, has the whole world in front of him here and ready to get signed for millions of dollars, which he probably will get extended. Um, I just don't trust Gruden. I don't really trust Carr. I don't trust that offense. I I did not enjoy having Raiders players on my team. And so Mm -hmm. I was ready to to move on from from Jacobs and really – why it was a no-brainer for me is because it was a very hard choice between Jacobs and Kittle, but I don't think it's a very hard choice between Justin Jefferson and Kittle for me. So um, mm. I definitely understand where you're coming from. Running backs once they once they stop, it it's tough after that. So you you'll have more depth to choose from some decent wide receivers. Um, and and I was always under that impression or under that strategy of, of carrying three running back keepers into the next next year, because especially if they had a three down down type of back uh, potential. But um, yeah, I, I see where you're coming from. I just think, obviously I think I'm the winner of that trade, but oh, yeah. only, yeah, I, only I time's going to tell. But again, in just in my situation and what I have in my ammo bag, um, I, I, I thought that was the best way for me to do that and not focus on, and I focus on less things now. And another great thing, Skin, um, this this gives me the opportunity. Uh, well, heck, I had it before this trade, but um, me not having my first picks not until the fourth round. So I can I I we can bring back the well because I thought about it. You know, last year having the the podcast going during the draft was pretty hard. Me, but me, heck, me only having a few draft picks in the in the draft itself. Um, I, I can I can bring back the podcast during the draft, baby. That was fun. Yep, that was a good episode. I think I think it was. It's just uh, 
I think you need to hit the pause button a little more and focus no. on some of your draft picks. No, of just screw that. Rolling the entire screw, time. <laughs> screw, screw pause. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the stinker team. Uh, that might be their, his name this upcoming season. Connor Lindback, the owner of the Coon Squad. That name will be temporarily changed to something. We got to find out. Not sure yet. We got to find out soon so I can, you know, say it on the podcast. Um, poop, squad, poop squad, you know, something something cool like that. But uh, his his roster, Skinley, what do you what do, what do you got there for his four keepers? Um, let's see. With his roster, I think you know, um, right off the bat, just just looking at it. I mean, obviously. Saquon Barkley is going to be a keeper uh, mm. coming off of a bad injury, like a very, very bad knee injury. Um, but he's not a number two is um, pretty much set in stone with Austin Eckler there as well. So mm-hmm. I think those two right off the bat are pretty, pretty easy decisions. And this is where it gets a little bit harder. Um, I mean, I believe that Amari Cooper is probably going to be the number three. Mm-hmm. Um, but then from there, I think it's going to be between Adam Thielen, Allen Robinson, or Kyler Murray. Um, oh, uh, those those three right there, I feel like are grouped grouped together um, in our league. But yeah, that's a that'd be a tough decision there um, if he doesn't make a move for someone else. Oh, okay. So I have a guy that you didn't even mention. J.K. Dobbins, yeah, yuck. You don't, no you don't you. think he'll keep him? Nope, no, thank you. Not for me, anyway. I don't know. He, he may, he may keep him, but I, I, I don't, I don't like it. I wouldn't like it, but that's just me. They just signed Gus Edwards to a similar deal to what Kenyon Drake got. Um, I, I just, I think he has another year to prove it before, before he's in keeper, keeper status. I mean, heck, his rookie year, eight hundred yards, nine touchdowns, not that bad. Um, and heck, he, no. he got a uh, towards the end of the season. I think what he coughed up a, a fifth or sixth round draft pick for him. Um, yeah, I no, think I mean, keeps, I, I, I think he it. keeps Dobbins. Yeah, I I could see it. I just I I personally would not not like going in with J.K. Dobbins as a keeper. I don't think Dobbins would be going in in the first four rounds of our our league if we redrafted. Here's here's what's interesting. Jacob McKinley. Okay. So some of these, uh, of course, this is predictions. I mean, it's predictions. It's, it's guessing, I guess, but the rankings, JK Dobbins is ahead of Clyde Edwards. Hmm. Ah, interesting. 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 Indeed. I would fully disagree with that, but <laughs> <laughs> Jacob, Jacob, I, 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 Clyde doesn't have anyone to compete with. I don't think. I, I just think Dobbins, Gus Edwards has been there and has proven it that, that they'll get him involved. I mean, I do think Dobbins will probably be the lead guy, but that's just, I don't know. Not J.K. I, Dobbins isn't for me. I think it, it, it's closer than what you think. I think Dobbins' role in Baltimore is, 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 is high-scoring offense. It, it, I think it, he's, especially on in Connor's team, um, I would keep J.K. Dobbins over – Allen Robinson or Kyler Murray, um, those guys available. I have, you know, of course, Barkley, Eckler, Cooper, like you said, but I think Dobbins is his fourth keeper. Yeah, it's it's right there. I mean, uh, just personally, I I don't I don't see it, but you know, there, J.K. There Dobbins definitely are better. crazier things. J.K. Dobbins is better than Clyde Edwards-Helaire. Mark my words. All right. Let's, let's put it on the poll. Put it <laughs> on the joking. Twitter machine. We should. We should. Let's see what, the fans, see what the fans got to say. I mean, heck, I, I, I mean, I agree with you. I think Hilaire, I mean, I think he's better. But it's weird in some rankings people disagree that, I mean, the people have Dobbins over Hilaire. Yeah. No, I mean, I see it, but I, it's just – that's just my gut. I, that's I, your I gut. Don't love the running backs on Ravens when when you got a got a couple of quarterback full time running back at the quarterback position. So yeah, heck, we will see. Well, that was fun. That was fun. Skin, thanks for joining us. Uh, keep a review next episode. 
uh, will be here sometime this week. Uh, we are going to do a mock draft. Mock drafts are fun. Uh, going through uh, just the mock draft in our league. So we're going to use those four keepers we had, just like last year. Um, and we will do a mock draft of the first. Maybe I think last year we did four rounds. Four rounds is safe because at least I get a pick in there um, <laughs> uh, one time. So. <laughs> Uh, so we will do that next episode again sometime this week. Skin, any last words or comments? I'll see you boys in the playoffs. Oh, boys, stop. <laughs> so, what, what we put, 20 bucks on that or bet? Oh, yeah, just a little 20, 20 spot. 20 old, 20 buckaroos. Hello yep. there. Uh, little, uh, that's a good uh, B-dubs meal. Yep. Right there. <laughs> good <laughs> couple beers, maybe one. <laughs> right. Well, hey, Skin, again, thank you so much. Everybody, thanks for listening. You have listened to the... Everyone stay safe.